You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blustein. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all in private. When we first went in, one of the people said, Who are you? And text said, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Hi, everybody. It's me, the cat who made it to the Vincent Price film. And me, the cat who was the stunt double. <laughs> and we are just really Hollywood icons. We are. I'm just me. I'm Mark. Hi. From Bizarre Buffet. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Mark, that was such a great episode. It Thank was. Thank you. I know. I, like, can't get over it. It was so good. Oh, it was so good. A cat audition. And I'm not, even, I'm not even a cat person. I don't even like cats. It depends yeah. on the cat. Yes, that mm-hmm. is a very yeah. good point. Depends Facts. on the cat. Cats have very, like, distinct personalities. Yes. So, yes. Like, there's one. They're very specific. They are. Like, there's one cat that lives here in this development that cat is a fucking nightmare cat and the owner will let him out like on nice days which is nice in Mm -hmm. theory it's fine but the cat fucking lunges at me every time I have anxiety and the cat gives me fucking anxiety the cat's attacked me and our dog yeah and he always lunges and that's not my kind of cat I would not cast it in anything to anyone listening anyone listening or watching our last episode that we uh, recorded was about a bunch of black cats that auditioned yeah. for a role. Yeah, and none of them got the role. <laughs> no. the Sadly. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In case you haven't heard. Oh, yeah, that is a spoiler alert. Yeah. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. None of the cats got yeah. the job, so uh. sorry. Jen, enough with this kitty cat meow talk. Where are you bringing us? Yeah. Well, more importantly. Before, well, before I bring you to wherever I'm bringing you tonight. <laughs> My question, I guess, would be, have either of you ever been part of a fan-based community? A fan-based community, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. For me, like, I used to be, like, on, like, David Bowie forums or stuff like that. Or, like, different, like, music-related things. And, like, how was that experience? I mean, I think it was fun, you know, from what I recall, because it was just, like, people being like, oh, like, look at this thing if you haven't seen it before. Or, like look at this thing or you know so it was like an interactive Did you like, ever, like make friends from it mm, no 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 i don't think so okay. yeah what about you mark yeah i mean that's all i did when i was a teenager like you mean like online communities anything or, yeah because yeah. i was like part of like a lot of these like live journal dead journal yeah. like subreddit communities like there was one called oh my god what the fuck mm-hmm. and it was basically like a rotten.com on live journal it's like reddit yeah, it was like Reddit. And then I also was part of a Golden Girls fan base. <laughs> oh, and that's so cute. People that he wrote, still is. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone wrote like Golden Girls fan fiction. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I that's wrote fun. one. Do you no. still have it? It's It exists somewhere in the digital universe. <gasps> We're going to find it. We have but to find it. The thing was is that I had Rose become a bingo caller. I love it. I yeah. can see that. That would be really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. We should yeah. all do episodes where we create fan fiction for an episode. Of the Golden Girls? <laughs> yeah, or yeah. anything. But it can be Golden Girls themed. I've never been part of a fan-based community, even though like I am fans of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never really kind of went down that like forum 
type of subreddit rabbit hole for anything. Mm -hmm. So before I tell you where I'm taking you tonight, the definition of fandom is the subculture of fans. And it's a term that's used to refer to a subculture composed of fans characterized by a feeling of sympathy and camaraderie with others who share common interests. So some examples would be like Harry Potter, which I'm a fan of. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I've never gone like that deep into it. Yeah. Or like Star Wars. You have like Mm -hmm. the Trekkies, Star Trekkies and the Star Trek conventions. And like even going to Comic-Con is like being part of a fandom. Yeah. That makes sense. We go to horror cons. Yeah. So I guess that would apply. So tonight, I'm taking us into the lifestyle of a furry. Yes! (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So this is thanks to my acting students who love to incorporate furries into their improv scenes. I just had to go do a deep dive to see what this like hype about furries was about. I love this. I I do have to be honest with you. Whenever I hear the word furry, like I always associate it with some sexual kink. Yeah, yeah. Same. And there definitely is a stigma. Okay. They are fans, not fetishes. And I am here to break the stigma. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. How exciting. I always thought it was exactly what you just said, like fetishy. Yeah, I thought it was sex. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So what is a furry? You might be asking yourself. I certainly am right Um, now. So a furry is first and foremost a label of self-identification with the furry fandom at large. Okay. As a fandom, they prefer to be referred to as furries by non-furries too. Okay. So us non-furries are expected to refer to furries as furries. Okay. Very interesting. So, do you think the furries will let you know, like, kind of like um, a pronoun? Probably. Like, I would prefer to be referred to as a furry. I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Or I'm sure they would, you know, make it known that they identify as a furry. Yeah, I would think so. Right? Yeah, for sure. So, furries are focused on creativity, culture, and a collective community that's centered around their love for anthropomorphic characters. So, some examples of that would be like Mickey Mouse, Winnie the Pooh, any fictionalized animals. Okay. Um, Gizmo from Gremlins. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Much of this culture solely exists in the collective imagination of the fandom. As individual furries, they also enjoy creating their own original characters. Oh. Yeah. So they might be based on a wide variety of creatures. It can include real animals, animal hybrids, a completely new species. Some of these characters are called fursonas. Fursonas? Oh my god. I trademarked. I've seen that. Yeah. Like the hybrids. Like I used to go to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. And you would, I mean, that crowd would attract all types, right? And there would be like people that would have like hot pink cat ears, but then they would have a cheetah tail and they'd be like a hybrid. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. But I love that they call it a fursona. Oh my, yeah. that is an amazing word. I'm obsessed. Fursona. <laughs> fursona, that's so cool. Yeah, and the fursona is actually meant to represent who that individual would be if they were an animal. Cool. Wow. But in person form. 
That's so cool. Another thing that I'd like to note is that not all furries dress in full animal outfits. Oh. Okay. There is a common misconception that the furry fandom is about every animal, like, dressing up like an animal in full-on suit. Okay. Some do, but definitely not everybody. There is something called a fursuit. It's carefully created. It's custom-made. It's a custom-made costume that represents either their fursona or another character they've created. Okay. And these can range from as little as just a head and a tail to a full-blown, like, mascot-esque costume. Wow. Fascinating. Sounds very expensive. Yes. Yeah. So think about this kind of being along the lines of going to Comic-Con and doing cosplay. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Totally. And believe it or not, we as people, we have a lot more in common with furries than we think we do. I can't wait to know. And listen, they are just like any other fan-based group, and they want people to know that as well. Okay. There is an article that I read from Women's Health, and it states, Participating in the furry community is no different than supporting your favorite sports team by painting your face and wearing their jersey, engaging in cosplay, or wearing a Slytherin scarf because you love the Harry Potter films. Oh. Good point. That's a really great analogy. Right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I can put it into perspective that way, too. Yeah. Wow. That reminds me of something RuPaul said. Uh Mm -hmm. He said something along those lines, you know, like people get all bent out of shape over, you know, men dressing up in drag or just people dressing up in drag. And he was like, okay, but you're wearing a, you know, basketball jersey for the Chicago Bulls. You're not a Chicago Bull. Yes. Yes. A million percent. Yes, RuPaul. Yeah. You oil fracker. Shantae, Um, you frack. (laughs) (laughs) Shantae, you frack. (laughs) Well, I always said to Mark, if I was a drag queen, my drag name would be Gizmo Glitter Paws. Yes, I love it. it. So this is so on topic. Well, now I'm going to do a segment where I'm going to zoom in for YouTube and I'm going to say, bring back my frackers. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Bring back my furs. Yeah, bring yeah. Bring back my frackers. <laughs> you know it makes sense. It does. Thank you. One of the things that fairies want everybody to know is that they are not a dysfunctional or socially awkward group of people. Okay. A lot of times in film, in television, furries are depicted as socially awkward people. Okay. In reality, they are just people expressing a passion for a hobby, and they interact with other people with the same interests as them. Oh, I love that. So for many, joining this group, this fandom, is to fulfill a sense of belonging. Mm, The way they engage in this is they make themselves a human version of an animal, either through art, through fashion some may just watch their favorite tv show and that's their way of like being part of that world okay they also want you to know that they are not sexual Mm -hmm. so believe it or not only 15 to 25 percent of furries actually own a fur suit wow they're expensive Well, they're expensive but i'd imagine that there is a subsection of people 
who don't feel the necessity for a fursuit. Yeah. Perhaps. You were talking about fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Like, there obviously is erotic fan fiction out there. Take, for example, you sexualize, like, Harry Potter or the Star Wars characters. And when it comes to furries having sex with each other, it's actually pointed out that most people date and have sex with people with whom they share a common interest with. And furries are no different. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. I'm really, yeah, I'm really learning a lot that I'm I'm genuinely interested in. I think this is really cool. And there's so many ways that we can get involved in the furry community if we wanted to. Tell us. Um, So there's plenty of social media platforms and there's conventions that you can attend. So I'm sure like if you go on Reddit, if you can go look all over social media, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. So there's a convention in Illinois called the Midwest Fur Fest. That sounds awesome as hell. There's about 11,000 furries who'll attend this convention and they attend screenings, dance competitions, they shop for accessories and art at the vendors hall. They will attend informational sessions about costumes, about drawing and writing. It was also interesting that I found that 83.2% of who attend are white. Okay. 66.6% identify as cisgendered males under Uh 25 years old. Under 25. Okay. Uh, This is a statistic, a study from, they're called Fur Science. So I have to ask this because I am not as woke, but what exactly is cisgendered? A person who identifies and corresponds with the same gender that they were born with, right? Exactly. Yes. So it's like you're a cis male, Jen's a cis woman, I'm a cis male because you identify as he, Mm -hmm. I'm he, and she is she. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much Thank it. Thank you. See, I learned something. Yeah. It's okay. We're learning together We're all at learning Bizarre together. Buffet. We are. Most importantly, all of this for the majority of furries starts online. A quote that I found says, if the fandom is something you were interested in being part of, the internet provides an easy and low stakes way to join. Mm-hmm. Furries find their tribes within the fandom by gaming with or messaging fans who are into the same characters they are, or they find ones who share a similar passion for fan art or films. From there, they'll exchange numbers, meetups start to happen, and a lot of them will plan to attend conventions together. Whether it's platonic or romantic, relationships within the fandom are why people love it. Okay, very cool. It's a community. It It is. is. Yeah. It's a community. And we've all actually, believe it or not, have probably been in close contact with a furry even though we might not know it yeah i'm sure which is very cool you know i love it i wish people were you know comfortable speaking more openly about it you've probably like sat next to them on public transportation or in a restaurant or exchanged yeah in conversation with them yeah so like i said earlier there is this stigma behind furries and there's numerous television shows films and even like parts of social media will portray furries as fetishes with an unnatural interest in playing dress up but after hearing about this fandom i hope that you'll most likely find the myths about them are misguided yes Um, 
Is there a kink to it in the community? Yeah, for sure. Like anything else. But yeah. sexual preferences are up to the individual, not yes. the fandom as a whole. Yes. Right? Yes. So Hell yeah. this is a misconception that a lot of people have had. The furry community wants these people outside of the subculture to kind of just like get chill. rid of like chill yeah chill the fuck out. yeah i get it because sadly my last point is actually that furries are more likely to be bullied throughout their entire lives Aww. there's studies that show that 62 percent of furries report being bullied from age 11 to 18 while 48.3% say they were bullied between the ages of 4 and 10. Aww. And in no way have these individuals brought bullying onto themselves because they've joined this fandom. No. It's just the excuse that the bullies are given. And it, just, yeah. I, you know, I just want you all to remember that furries are no different than us. Absolutely. And just, I hope that I came to break the stigma. Yes, I think you absolutely did. Absolutely. I think this is such an important thing because part of what we do is that, you know, we're all about inclusivity, right? Yes. And about like, you know, bizarre isn't a bad thing. No. It's no. extraordinary. It's like, different. I think for our podcast and our brand bizarre is really an empowering term because yes. it means that you are extraordinary yeah. and not boring. And I think furries are fantastic because they have an interest. Yeah. yeah. There's so many people out Absolutely. there that are so bland that yeah. don't have any interest and right. they're like, I don't dress up for Halloween. I'm like, yeah. okay, well why not? <laughs> like I'll I'll be honest with you. I always thought that it was like I always thought it was a sexual thing. Well yes. Okay. I thought there was a big <clears throat> sexual component I to it. That yeah. it was a, there was a huge sexual component to it. Yeah. yeah. When really it's not. And like I said, like I would hear like my students talk furry this, furry that, I'm a furry, he's a furry she's a fairy we're all fairies and i'm like yeah i'm like is this something i should be concerned yeah. about right now yeah when i started to do more research i realized like these are people who are just really into animals and yeah. think that animals are cool yeah and fantasy yeah, yeah and know? fantasy Absolutely. you know it's, it's interesting because you know i like we said earlier i thought it was a big sexual fetish and i had no i didn't have any issues with that i was like good for you yeah. you want to wear a tail and get it get it oh yeah you why know? not I'm, enjoy your life you know, it's not hurting nobody i'll try anything once yeah. you know it's nice to know that there is actually like more of a like deeper culture yeah. to yes. it and community for yeah, sure. Absolutely. And I think what's great about what you did, Jen, is that you heard this thing and instead of being like, oh God, like this is like, oh, like you took it upon yourself to educate yourself to well, be like, exactly. okay, you know, and that's what more people need to do because these things are just things that people do. There's no harm in it. Well, when you're like exposed to working with children in education a lot, you start to have to like kind of keep up to date with the yeah the trends going on yeah. and the TikTok references yes, and I'm sure yeah for apparently absolutely. like there's an entire furry rabbit hole on TikTok of just like people dressed in animal clothing just dancing around yeah I mean I have a few leopard print shirts yeah well there you go so do I so, yeah. We love an animal print, we especially in Jersey. Yeah. Exactly. Jersey, the leopard print capital of the world, That's baby. Us. That's us. How you doing? Zebra, leopard, 
Cheetah. Cheetah. Cheetah's one. Snake print. Yeah, snake print. Snow leopard. Snow no. leopard, absolutely. Consult Carmela Soprano on that. Edie Falco, she'll tell you. Mm-hmm. That's all of her wardrobe for the Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah, she knows. Yeah, God bless her. Anyway. Well, Jen, I love that. I think that was fantastic. And I think you really... Like, you know, episodes like these, I think, are really important for us. And what did yeah. I say? Like, before we record, I'm like, this is totally different for me. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And I think you did a fantastic job. And I love it because we are all about making people feel included. Yeah. And I feel like this is a great way to, for anyone who may be listening, who is a part of it or may be interested to feel like, hey, people see me. And everybody wants to be seen, right? Uh, yeah. And also to the fur community... Just so you know, I'm an ally because I was a gizmo from Gremlins yes. for Halloween. Yeah, I thought Mark was going to call me a bear, but Mark is a, he's a bear. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. can get into a, a fur convention. Oh yeah, I think a, so. A furry. Well, like no. I, like I said, we can always go check it out. They like people will go to the convention and just wear a t-shirt with their favorite animal on it. Doesn't have to necessarily be like like an outfit, yeah. like a costume. It's like going to Comic-Con. I think that's really cool. Or DragCon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. HarperCon. RuPaulicon. Exactly. BravoCon. <laughs> RuPaul Eclipse. Exactly. The Frack Eclipse. Frackicon. Frackicon. Yeah. I love it. Well, you know what? If you're a furry or if you're not, if you may be interested in it or something has intrigued you, you know what you can do? You can come follow us on Facebook, yes. Instagram, at Bizarre Buffet. Absolutely. BizarreBuffet.com. Mm-hmm. You can visit our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Buffet, where I would just recommend going on it, taking a look. There are a million great things that you will not see on our Instagram or you'll get from audio or YouTube. Mm-hmm. So check that out. And yeah. also, if you're listening, we do have a YouTube channel where you can we watch do. the episodes. Hi. Hi. Hey, we're Hi. waving to you. Hi. Hi. And Hi. our YouTube channel is Bizarre Buffet, so subscribe. Please. It helps us a lot. It does. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah. That's basically it, everyone. Mm-hmm. With Yeah. I mean, uh, with that being said, I am fracking. And I am RuPaul. <laughs> And I'm Gizmo from Gremlins. Oh my, what a beautiful trio. Shantae, you stay. (laughs)